Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey friend, so (laughs) I was thinking about this chat as I was driving in and I know that in our last chat I was talking about what it was like preparing myself for the concept of dating and how it was a two-part process. So, oh, heads up, of course, if you've got the tinies or the littles around, this isn't exactly headphone conversation, like I'm not going to use any funky language, but, you know, it may bring up things that you might want to chat offline with with your littles because you are talking about grown up your things. And if you are a younger folk, meaning millennial or better, I want you to know that this stuff is all stuff you're going to need. I got to tell you, it wasn't too long ago that I was in your shoes in my late 20s, early 30s. And I like to embrace that I still am there, at least in spirit. You know, it's the age God wants for me, not just the age that my body is. And, you know, I got to tell you, life comes at you fast and it changes even faster. And I never would have guessed I'd be where I am now. So it's always my hope that in everything that I'm sharing here, I'm not just sharing it because, oh my gosh, it's like juicy or interesting or salacious or fun to follow along with what Nicole's doing, which I do hope that it is fun to kind of see that I'm able to bounce back and that life is still good and rewarding and that life is still generous, even if it's complex. But I also hope that in hearing all the stuff I'm going through, all the things I've done, all the things I've overcome, and that I'm still confused and lost and figuring it out in a lot of different ways, it just affords you the opportunity to grant yourself some grace as you start over because that's what this is all about. We're constantly starting over in life and I want you to know it's something you can do. So back to the meat of what I was saying. So in our last chat, I was telling you that I obviously, you know, recently divorced, you know, trying to figure out how I can get out there. It took like about a year before I kind of got my mojo back. Mojo meaning my body felt right, both mind, health, spirit, all of those things. And I felt like I was in a place where I was willing to sort of embrace others, you know, and interact more, maybe not even on a romantic level, but I was open to the possibility that could there be somebody out there for me? Because initially I was like, one, I didn't even see myself in this position. Two, heck no, I'm not going to do all of this again, you know? And then three, just, you know, 
being a mom and having a lot of jobs and responsibilities, I just felt like, where would I even have the capacity to work with someone else? So being completely honest, that's a good thing that I listened to myself and I took time to focus on myself and be comfortable being alone. That is actually the first step of being good in any relationship. Before you take a job, you need to make sure you are good in knowing that your skill sets are enough to keep you supported and that your work and everything you do is meaningful without the job. You don't want to be in a job feeling like you have to be there. You know what I mean? Like that, that is something you have to be good at. You have to be good alone. Same thing with a relationship. A relationship shouldn't complete you. It should add to you. It should, it, it should encourage forward movement. It should amplify your life. Even if it's hard, it should still feel like it's a meaningful hard, but it definitely should not be the thing that fixes you or accommodates your gaps or stands in the place of your lack. If you're feeling that, then and you need more time alone to figure out how to fill those gaps before expecting someone else to do it. And that was a lot of what that one year plus was for me before I decided to get out into the dating world. So if you haven't heard our last chat, definitely listen to it because I talk a little bit about that mindset, that preparedness. Honestly, some of the inner ick of feeling like this was never going to happen for me or I wasn't good enough or who was going to want someone who had three kids or who was going to want someone who, you know, was a public figure, you know, which y'all know between us, obviously I'm not fancy pants or whatever, but when you're Googleable, people think that you're something or not. And that can be really, really hard. And I'll talk about that more in a sec. But, you know, I talked about that stuff and it's important because that is the starting point. But what I want to chat about right now is how I took those first few steps and what I discovered when I hit the dating world. Y'all, there is pee in the dating pool. I got to tell you, if there's anything I've ever heard, especially from the marrieds, right, those who are still married out there, they're like, how are you doing it? Because it is different from my day. And I got to tell you, it's changing. It feels like month to month. So I'm going to share a couple of things since we're going to get all the way real, real. And this may be a time to earmuff the littles if they're if they're listening in. I have been shocked at how, let's just call it biblically open. <laughs> The world has gotten with their bits, right? Bits meaning body bits and personal detail bits and lifestyle bits and things like that. And I say all this, no judgment, right? Because everybody's got their own thing going. I got to tell you, even as a mama, I really do not judge uh, how people want to show up in the world because we, one, we're so much more than our lowest moment. Two, we are not defined solely by our jobs, our work, our preferences, those sorts of things. So I just really don't get caught up in that. And I'm also aware that people evolve. So whatever you are in front of me today may not be what you are a week from now, right? But all that being said, I remember when we used to keep stuff to ourselves a little bit. You know what I mean? Like where it was, you go on a date and you get to know the person and maybe like keep some things to yourself, you know? So you are presenting your best foot forward first, you know, but while still assessing the partner, asking questions, but you keep it kind of high level. You know what I mean? Y'all, it's not like that anymore. And I don't know if it's because when you're meeting someone through church or through a friend or at a restaurant or a supermarket or something that, you know, we may have seen in movies and TV growing up, you you do have to kind of start with small talk first. But now because of the internets, people put all their business out there and then you can corroborate that evidence through Google. So it's different, right? Because like literally you'll have someone do a profile where they'll say like on any of the dating sites, which by the way, like, a lot of people say online dating is terrible. Just throwing out a little stat because, you know, I love details and data. 50% of marriages now start with online dating. 
So if you're somebody who said, I can't do online dating or I'm not into online dating, I got to let you know that you are knocking your chance of finding a partner down by 50% if you don't engage in online dating, because that is how people are finding partners. So just, you know, a little wormy to put in your brain if you're, you know, thinking about getting back out there or going out there for the first time. And it is just about finding the platform that works for you. You know, I'm more partial to platforms like Bumble, which, you know, is what I actually recommended for my girls. It's a female driven and led platform, meaning that that while you can match with people, males cannot engage you without you engaging first. And then you have the ability to like block and, and get rid of them quickly, you know, and the page is a little bit more than a Twinder two or three line swipe situation. You get a little bit more details around them as well as it encourages and fosters conversation rather than being a site where, you know, it's kind of like, hey, what are you doing? What are you into? It's a little bit more conversational in case that isn't a natural thing. So that's part of why I think Bumble was a great platform, um, not just for me, but one that I recommend for my girls. And then also uh, Raya, which is Raya is an approval based platform where if you are a high net worth individual or a public figure or a celebrity, you actually have access to this platform. And you have to get approved, you know, to be on it. But if you are approved, you know, you have the ability to date like other people people in your similar field of work is the best way to describe it. So, you know, it just, and there are lots of platforms that are like that. So I'm not opposed to online dating, but you need to know how to use it. You need to be safe. You need to engage carefully. But all that being said, it's just weird. The concept of dating is weird. I mean, who on earth ever thought that this was a good idea that you just meet somebody that's been in the world your whole life that you've never even known. All of a sudden you're like, let me meet you in a room privately to get to know you. And then after like a couple weeks, I feel like I know you enough for us to push our mouths together or for us to like be in rooms privately together. Like it's, it's actually pretty crazy. It's actually counter everything we've ever learned in our life. Don't go home with strangers. Don't go places with strangers. And yet here we are doing all of this stuff in the hope that we can like procreate. It's crazy. So just accept that you're going to be crazy from jump. Okay? It's just like, once I got over that part, that was when I realized, okay, I'm going to get out there. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Listen, if there's anything I know about, it's about hiring and managing a team. And I got to tell you, friend, it's not easy to find the right people to do the right job. But LinkedIn can do that. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. On LinkedIn, you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond. It's the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Nicole. They have simple tools like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Nicole. That's linkedin.com slash Nicole to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. I'm Kat Sadler, and it sure is a beautiful day. 
after such a bleak year, it's time for some joy. And I cannot wait for you to hear my fresh and fun new show. I crack open about mom life, relationships, wellness, and beauty, all the things. Plus, I have provocative conversations with some of the most fascinating and famous faces in pop culture. I'm here to lift you up and make you think. Check out It Sure Is a Beautiful Day with me and you every Tuesday. So I'm getting onto these platforms and I realize that people are leading with a lot more than they used to. So they'll tell you right out of the gate, like, I've got anxiety or which is fine. You know what I mean? I've got anxiety, too, if you can't tell by the cadence of my voice (laughs) that I'm a high energy person, you know, prone to anxiety, you know, or people will tell you on, you know, on these dates, like just their whole family history. Or I went on a date once with a guy who um, it was literally, I think, maybe like my second date ever, like since I was 22. So it was my second date in probably 15 plus years. <laughs> Sound a thousand years old. My first date was actually with a guy that I met by accident. And just, I, this is going to sound a lot skeevier than it is, but you guys know I travel a lot. So it was in a hotel lobby, but I was there for work. <laughs> I wasn't like so skeevy as it sounds, but I bumped into him in the hotel lobby and it wasn't a date date. Basically just at the end of the evening, we were like, this is sounding really terrible. Y'all, I swear you, this is a lot cleaner than it sounds. But at the end of the evening, after we both finished work, we just met up for a drink in the hotel lobby. And then we went to our respective quarters, y'all. I kept it clean, but I'm just saying, you know, that was what I consider my first date because we spent a lot of time talking. And for me, it was my first time engaging with a male, maybe romantic intentions or like non-platonic intentions since I was married. So I kind of counted as a date, but it wasn't like I was like asked out officially or anything like that. But for me, it felt more like that. Um, And I realized it more after. And that went well. Um, I ended up doing a second date with that guy when I came back to Los Angeles. But he was a little young for me at the time. He was 31, which is not young and definitely within the ballpark of appropriate for me to date. But it felt young just in terms of where he was in his life in particular, because he was still, you know, he was like figuring out if he wanted to quit his job. And he, you know, was still kind of figuring out where he wanted to show up in life and you know that's not where I am you know like I know what I'm doing and like I you know I know my passion and my purpose how I show up and so that was sort of the thing that wasn't the mesh and it lent itself to me being prone to coaching him and I had an inclination to do stuff like call him kiddo and I can tell you right now that that's not the move ladies if you're thinking about dating getting out there don't go on a date and call a guy hey kiddo I really you know sounds good kid like that's not I'm just gonna let you know right out the gate that never goes well even if you have kids around his age, so, you know, that that are close-ish because I adopted, so that's possible. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, so my second date, uh, I was like, all right, let me co- try to do the dating thing. You know, let me get out there, kind of create a profile. So the first part is creating a profile. Now, I got to tell you, it's a meat market out there. And don't let that dissuade you because a lot of us feel like, oh, well, because everything is so visually based with social media and things like that, you got to like have filters and look a certain way and order to really get someone interested. But I want to tell you, truth moment, there is a lid for every pot. Okay. There is someone out there who is absolutely looking for someone who looks like you, for someone who acts like you, for someone who has everything that you have going on, the good, the bad, the ugly, the messy, all of that. What may be the issue standing in your way is that you aren't willing to look for them. 
or you aren't willing to accept what that package looks like because you may already have a vision of what you think that needs to be. I actually let go of all that, you know, and I talked about that a touch in my previous chat. I literally was like, I just want to be happy and I'm looking for someone who can be my friend and I'm in a new city and it is lonely and I'm not inclined to just hook up with people. That is just not even my makeup, like not judging those who are of that sort of nature. I'm just saying for me, not my makeup. You know, I'm the type where I'm a couch cuddler and I'm a movie maker or movie watcher and I'm a let's, you know, cook together and do activities and, you know, like I'm a family girl, you know. So it's like I just really wanted something more traditional. So all that being said, profile. So I put my profile out there and I fortunately, you know, because I'm on the Internet, I have lots of photos, but I'm not kidding, y'all. I have never in my life felt like I was looking at photos in a whole new way. Y'all know what I mean. Like, I was literally like, this is not the time to put up the photo that I think is funny of me and my bonnet and my Walmart grandma Moo Moo, because that's comfy. Like, that's not the look. That's not the move here. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they won't get my sense of humor around that. Like, you actually, like, I literally was like, oh... I have to put up pictures that would make me appear attractive, <laughs> you know, to whatever, whoever would be attracted to me. Best foot forward sort of sitch. And I was like, this is so awkward. But, you know, with the help of some girlfriends, so I always, in, you know, encourage y'all to talk to your friends. And the marrieds love this, by the way. Marrieds love creating profiles. They love swiping through for you. For you. They just love it because they don't do it. So they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so much fun. Let's get you matched up. So. I went ahead and I was able to do, you know, create a profile. And I can honestly tell you, I did not have much difficulty finding matches. And I can also tell you, neither will you. The hardest part is finding matches that you believe are worth pursuing. And that's where we start getting really critical and we either cancel ourselves out or we match with what we think is right for us and what isn't. So I'm about to truth moment, truthy, truthy, truth about something about me. So I've always been super inclined and in all of my dating, my first, my, my second date, you know, in LA was with a guy who literally on the date was complaining about how his boss is out to get him, which was like, I was like, oh, your paranoia is showing, fella, tuck that away, it's not hot. You know what I mean? Like that was like my second date, trust me. Oh, and then he proceeded to tell me about how like he was living with his parents and had no intention to move. He was like 35, y'all. And I was like, oh, but like to save money? Because again, I'm not judging. I'm like, is there, what's the goal towards that? And he was like, nah, like it's just a good setup. Is it? A setup for one, because you gonna stay single. <laughs> that was like where I was with that. So yeah, so, you know, no second date with that guy. But I'm telling y'all, when I put myself out there for these first few dates, the nerves that I had with these profiles, the selection, like I, like, and I'm telling you, truth mom, I'm gonna put yourself out there. I literally was looking for someone that I thought would be like my ex. I'm not kidding. I like, which... <sighs> it's so hard to say this out loud. And I think you guys, if for those of you guys who have been divorced or for those of you guys who have been in relationships and have breakups, you know how people say you have a type, right? What happens usually is that you either find someone who is not your type at all. So you go for the anti or like, you know, like if you were dating good guys, you want bad guys. If you were dating guys with tattoos, you want guys with nothing like clean cut, whatever, you know, or you go for the same thing over and over and over again. It's like a learned behavior. And y'all, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I literally was like, I want someone who's like introverted and in a professional field and who, you know, seems kind of mild mannered because in my head, I was like, 
that's what matches my personality. At least I thought that was what matched my personality. And I say all this now because I'm in a partnership right now with someone and I have been for several months who is not any of those things. And boy, are we a a very great match. Boy, is it going really well. And I just say all that to let you guys know, you may need, if you are struggling with dating, struggling to get out to date, or just struggling in general with even feeling like the market has anything for you, you may need to evaluate dating outside the norm. I want to let you know that a date will not kill you. Going out on one date is just an it's an exploration. You don't owe anything to anyone to just explore. It is free to try it out. So why won't you go on one date with something outside your box to determine whether or not that may actually be the box you should be in? And that's what I learned after striking out so badly so often. I kept going on dates with guys who were super introverted and being like, why are these people boring to me? Or going on dates with guys who seem very mild-mannered and realizing that that actually was aligning with them being a lack of ambition or a lack of drive, or at least enough ambition and drive to match my energy. Or I would go out on dates with these guys that felt like it was great because they understood that I was a force to reckon with and that I had a strong personality and that I, you know, was definitely like a boss girl, you know, and them being disappointed that they weren't stepping up or that they didn't feel like they knew how to take initiative or they lacked a certain masculinity to match my femininity that I still wanted to embrace, even though I was a woman who absolutely did not have a need for a man, but I wanted a one. And y'all ladies know what I'm saying without me having to go into detail on that one. I know just collective room, mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So all that being said, here I was dating a lot of the same and striking out because it's not what I needed. But it was sure enough what I swore up and down was what I wanted. And so finally, I, I just ended up going on a dating hiatus where I was like, and I'm done. Like, I can't do this. But I will tell you to my credit, one of the things that was great about dating was I made a lot of friends. Because also I'm friendly, right? Like I just like people in general. So as I was going on these dates, I was meeting great people, really awesome people. Like I, you know, babysit some of their dogs now. I go to their birthday parties. Like I have a great friend network in Los Angeles. And some of that was birthed from the people that I'd gone on dates with and met their friends and things like that. It was just It's a really great thing. So shout out to those fellas who are listening to the podcast, all of y'all who it didn't work out, you know, who are still my friends. Here's a shout out to you (laughs) because I'm going to send this to you for you to listen to. It may not have worked with us, but I also think that you're amazing (laughs) and I'm glad we're still friends. But all that being said, you know, what finally happened was I kind of went on a hiatus. I was like, I'm I'm just not going to date. You know what I mean? I think some of you may be in that window now or some of you may not be able, like it's just it's crud out there. I can't do it. But after that hiatus, here's what happened. I said, if I'm going to make this work, I'm going to do it differently. Are you hearing what I'm saying, y'all? Whether it's in relationships or in business or in life, if you keep taking breaks to step back from something, then re-entering them with the same spirit, the same plan and the same energy. Why the heck are you shocked that you keep getting the same results? When are you going to say to yourself, okay, if I'm going to reenter this, I'm going to do it with something new. And that's exactly what I did. I said, you know what? I'm going to step back from this, but when I come back, I'm going to do it differently. So doing it differently can look like a lot of things, y'all. It can look like 
I'm going to work out and change my body because I feel like that's going to get me different results when I get back out there. I'm going to go and see a stylist and figure out my clothes and refresh my look because I've been getting the same haircut since 1982. You know what I mean? It could mean I'm going to go and take classes on being more conversational. I'm going to go learn a skill. I'm going to stop accepting the Netflix and chill date and I'm going to start insisting on us going to bowling or an activity or a cooking class. I'm going to ask out the person that I want to date rather than waiting for them to ask me out. I mean, whatever it is, if you're not trying something new, don't be surprised that you keep ending up at the same place. And that's what I did. I said, you know what? I keep dating the same. I'm going to look for someone who is different from my ex, the husband. I'm going to look for somebody who really does embody some of the attributes, one in particular, that I never thought would work for me, have never tried before, but I'm interested to see what happens. And so I looked for somebody who was extroverted. I wanted to see what it would feel like to go on a date with someone and not have to feel like I carried the room, to not have to be the energy. I wanted someone who, when in the presence of their spirit, I felt like my spirit could rest because they can entertain, they can take it on, they can make decisions. I wanted to see what that would be like. And that's what I started looking for. So what does that mean? On the profiles, I started going on dates with guys who, you know, that manifested in a lot of different ways. Some of them had very strong spirits and they were more of the toxic masculinity type. And that just wasn't a fit for me. Or they had strong spirits and they were looking for someone maybe a little more docile or more of a timid woman. And y'all know that ain't me. That's not this energy. And it wasn't a match. And that was okay. But what I also was learning was there's a whole window of fella out there that I was not paying attention to, not embracing, but there was an energy that was right on the money. And it actually encouraged me to keep looking because I was like, I think I'm finally headed down the right path. And it was in that path that I ended up meeting somebody special. And it's crazy because I went ahead and I saw this person's profile and um, we met in 2021 and we started chatting and I try not to chat too long online because like, what is even the point? Are we going to meet in real life or not? Right. I just want to chat long enough to get a feel for you, run a little light background check, do a little light Googling, kind of figure out your blood type, your DNA, your credit report. Kidding, kidding, kidding. But also maybe not kidding all the way, but some kidding, <laughs> you know, just enough to see who you are and then go on that date. And what's great was we, we had a little bit of that chatting. It was kind of over the holiday season of 2021. So that put me in a position where we couldn't really get together because we all had so much stuff going on. But then top of the year, randomly, I was getting ready to hang out with another friend and um, that friend canceled. And in LA, that happens all the time. People literally don't make plans until the day of. They'll literally like call you at the day and be like, so what are we doing tonight? And then they'll call you an hour before and be like, are we still doing it? Like it's it's so annoying. But it's also, again, I think a generational shift that's happened now. Because back in my day, you had to stick to plans because you called people before you left the house and there wasn't a phone again until you got there. <laughs> but I'm showing my age, but I'm telling you like now people will be like, they'll text you be like, I didn't make it. You know, it's crazy. Um, or I had my location on. You should have known I wasn't coming. <laughs> like, it's just a different energy. But yeah, so like the person, you know, said that they couldn't make it. And so I was like, I still kind of want to go out. Like, I'm still ready. And like, this is what I want to do. And then I remembered I'd been talking to this fella, you know, and I hadn't, we hadn't locked anything down. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a little LA right now. Let me just go ahead and give him a call and say, hey, if you're free, let's hang out. You know, like if you're free, let's do it. And so I called him up 
and I said, hey, you know, I know that we've been doing a lot of back. Oh, gosh. Ew. I, it's crazy. I don't know if you can tell. I'm literally getting butterflies about it, thinking about it. <laughs> it's the craziest because I'm feeling the feeling I felt in that first moment. So I also want you to know when you start stepping outside of the box, it's going to feel weird. Your body's still going to tell you that it's there's nerves and there's excitement and there's awkwardness and all those feels are still going to be there because that's normal. That's part of it. But I also want you to know that that's all part of the beginning of something that could be great, you know? So don't ever feel like uh, you shouldn't do things. If it doesn't excite you, if it doesn't create something in your body, then what the heck are you doing anyways, right? Because life is for the living and that is a feeling of being alive. And so, yeah, so I called and I was like, hey, you know, I know we've been chatting back and forth and we were talking about like kind of syncing up schedules and I actually have an opening tonight. And if you're free, you know, do you want to just grab a bite to eat and um, do something tonight? And he was like, actually I am free. And I was like, great, cool, let's do it. You know, I was like, how about you pick somewhere and text me and I will just plan to meet tonight. I think we met at like seven or something like that. And he was like, okay, sounds good. And he texted me and I remember getting home and being like, just low level excited, but also totally kind of like anything could happen because I just had spent so much time striking out and I just wasn't sure, but I knew that like, okay, well this is, I also thought he was very good looking. <laughs> So I was like, at minimum, I'll get to enjoy the visual representation of God's great work <laughs> for, in the accompaniment of a delicious meal. So, you know, all is not lost. So I, you know, just got ready. I recall very vividly not trying that hard. I remember being like, I'm just going to throw on a shirt. Like, I was like, oh, I'm running late. I'm not even going to like worry about too much makeup, which because I, you know, just frankly, I was like, I'm old. Uh, Y'all know me. I'm old. like, after a certain point, I'm like, y'all going, you don't get what you're going to get. It just is what it is. Let me set that bar good and low. So I don't have a, a pedestal to fall from. <laughs> right? So, but you know, he's on my profile pictures. He knows what the potential is. He knows what the possibility is. He knows what I can aspire to. So let me just go ahead and give him a little bit of real life, you know, <laughs> basis. So I'm such a mess y'all. But yeah, so I went ahead and I got ready and then went out and I actually was a few minutes late and I'll never forget walking in, seeing him having him look at me and thinking, gosh, that guy has like a killer smile. Like his energy was so bright. It was so bright. I wanted sunglasses, y'all. I sat down and I'm not even kidding. When I sat down on that date, the first thing I thought to myself was he's kind of a lot, which <clears throat> between us friends, just let's just, I'm leaning in on this one. I know I'm a lot. How dare I? <laughs> How dare Nicole Walters even say somebody else is a lot. She has a lot of chutzpah, right? To even sit here and be like somebody else is a lot. It's too much for her. Like the gall of it all, right? I'm a lot. I'm, I'm y'all, I'm the worst. <laughs> so I sit down, I'm like, he's a lot. And I'm not kidding. First thing he says is like, yeah, you know, I knew that you were a few minutes late. So I just kind of ordered some basic things just in case you got here and you're already hungry, you know? So I just ordered some things just so that that way you wouldn't have to wait. Y'all, I remember thinking to myself, boy, that was really thoughtful. You know, and, and having been in previous partnerships where, you know, thoughtfulness was not a priority, I was really impressed by the fact that he was thinking of me before he knew me. And that said a lot about his character because he had no idea how this date would turn out. However, he was still doing something that was kind and thoughtful. And it was something that like was a mental note for me on my personal list of what I'm looking for in an ex-partner, one that prioritizes me, one that, you know, is thoughtful and reflective and one that their character is consistent no matter who they're with. So 
people can be have a consistent character of being a total douchebag. Like that's a real thing. But a character where if I talk to your friends who've known you for 20 years, they're like, that's who they are. Because that's something that honestly I can say I bring to the table. People who have known me for years, like literally you can Google articles about me from my teachers talking about me in high school who were saying, we are not surprised that Nicole is where she is, who she is, how she helps people and how she shows up because she literally was this person when she was little. I have like essays that I wrote in 10th grade where I talk about wanting to be a mom who like helps the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like that is my hardwiring. And so it's something that I know now to look for that I didn't know so much at 22. I thought that relationships were more bullet pointed. Like he got a job, you know, is he going to show up? Is he nice? Is he hot? Like things like that. Now I'm like, what do people say about you when you leave the room? You know, how do you show up to your jobs and your work? Do you phone it in or do you have proper work ethic? What? How do you respond to hardships? Because these are the real questions that you need to figure out about someone if you decide you're going to commit to them. And it, even if the partnership's five years, like, do you want to be with someone for five years who stalls your forward movement in life? Or do you want to be with someone who, you know, stalls or is a weight? You know, let's talk about that, that you're dragging through life. Or do you want to be with someone who amplifies that or at least in moments when you're, you're operating alone supports you, you know, and helps like nurture you and nourish you, you know. So I'm sitting down with obviously a long list, y'all. You know, he didn't know that was in my head, but it was. <laughs> so I sit down and, you know, like that first action I felt spoke to his character, not just in relation to me, but his character as a person. And no one had done that before. And I just I appreciate it because it's the type of thing I would have done. So I, I just really was like, OK, cool. He's meeting me at least with some energy that I think is similar to my own. But then, you know, he's like doing this weird thing where he laughs at the end of every sentence. And I was like, maybe he's just uncomfortable. I know now months in that that's just how he is and it doesn't bother me anymore. And I just think it's like, I think it's cute. Like, so first and foremost, you know, again, just like I'm telling you, there's a lid for every pot. Your very quirks are the things that your perfect partner is going to think are delights, you know? So as much as you may think there are things about you like, oh, that scar on my face. Oh, that I have a weird lisp or oh, blah, whatever it is your partner is going to think that thing is just amazing. It's the thing they're not going to want to change about you. So know that there is someone out there who's going to want you as you are. So I am, you know, sitting across and I'm just, I'm not kidding, probably like five, 10 minutes in, I was like, I don't know if I'm that interested. He's kind of a lot and I'm kind of tired and maybe I, it's time for me to go. And I'm not kidding. That was the energy I was bringing. But, you know, the food was good. We were having sushi. The food was good. And, you know, and I was already out. Y'all know that energy. I'm already out. I'm already dressed. Might as well. And so I just ended up, sticking it out and the conversation was easy but I'm not kidding I definitely had a moment where I was like should I just say hey I don't know if we're connecting we should go which by the way people don't know you can do that in a date you can you know if you're a younger folk listen to this it's you don't have your time is valuable you know obviously as a woman we have to be careful of our safety because not all men respond well to rejection which is not our problem or our fault but we still need to protect ourselves sadly and women of you know women that are raising sons, obviously it's, you know, we got to raise our sons to know that they have to respect women, you know, when they say no in all capacities, ways, shapes, and forms, that it is not our job to manage that, but it doesn't change the fact that we still got to keep ourselves safe, as frustrating as that may be. So all that being said, you know, it doesn't change our autonomy to be able to say, you know, you're great, oh, it's all great, but I may want to step out. And I've done that a couple times because, you know, my time is valuable and I also want to respect people and not mislead them. So, but all that said, I was getting a little bit of that vibe just because I guess I was just being kind of crotchety about it, you know, like curmudgeon you know, about my my tood because I was like, I don't know. He seems like a lot, but I stuck it out and I say stuck it out, but it was it was going pretty well. Like we were talking it was easy. It was fine. You know, so funny part is, if you ask him, he would tell you that this was the best date he'd ever been on. <laughs> 
like the conversation was so easy and you were so delightful and you're so pretty and blah, blah, like saying all these things. But it was just funny because, you know, I was not matching that same energy. And y'all ladies already know we we can put on, <laughs> we can be on dates and they will never know that we're not feeling it because we do know how to put on if we have to, you know, and I wouldn't say I was doing all of that at all. Like it was very natural for me because I did, I liked him. I just was catching like friend vibes versus romantic vibes, you know, right away, even though I felt like he was attractive. So before I move on, I want to call this out because this is important. I want you guys to write this down if you're taking notes or mental notes about it. That's one of the things that I'm learning about dating and new partnerships and seeking a partnership that really honors the person that I am completely. It's that I wasn't looking for a partner. I ended up finding a friend, but a friend that I was like romantically attracted to. And all of that emotion and that connection was so different from me at 22. And it was so different from what I thought I needed. Even if I'd been single at 27, I still wouldn't have known to look for that. And part of me wonders, you know, if I was 45, what I'd be looking for. I don't know, you know, but I will tell you that in this season of my life, you know, knocking on 40s door, like it was very easy for me to recognize that the balance of what I was feeling wasn't a romantic, lust-filled, hormonal connection, you know, at least not solely, you know, and it wasn't just a platonic friend vibes sort of relationship. It was a mixture of the two that felt healthy and balanced where you were like, this is someone I want more than a friendship with, but my goodness, I want them around. I want them around. I want to know things about them. I, I am interested. And it just felt unfamiliar. So if you're feeling something like that, I want you to know that, you know, that may be one of the signs that it is something to pursue, that it may not look like either TV romance and it may not look like previous romance, but it is something. Don't ignore that just because it's different. So I didn't. I didn't ignore it. And the date continued and it was really, really great. And after that first date, I remember, obviously, we went back to our respective. I shouldn't say obviously. Some people do go home together at the end of a first date. I, I don't and I didn't. And that's not a judgment, just a choice. But I went to my respective home and he went to his respective home. But uh, he called to, you know, make sure I made it home and all that, which, again, thoughtful, respectful and all that. But we ended up talking on the phone for six hours that night. And it was like we just didn't get off the phone, you know, and it was so easy and it was so natural and we were when i don't even remember what we talked about being completely honest i remember we laughed a lot and it wasn't like put on it was like full on belly laughs and i woke up tired the next day and it was the best type of tired where i was almost in a daze of like what happened to me you know like what happened you know and it was dizzying and it was exciting and I knew I wanted to see this person again but it also still felt healthy like it felt like I'm excited to explore this I'm optimistic and this is something that feels positive but it didn't feel artificial it didn't feel put on I didn't feel any of the should I text them or should I not text them because I felt like if I text them I know this this person is matching my energy they're giving what I'm like I'm getting what I'm giving they want to hear from me you know I never felt any of that weird is it texting too much? Is it calling too much? Am I interacting too much? I didn't feel any of that from day one. I didn't feel like I had to play any of the wait three days, wait a couple hours, whatever. If I wanted to see you, I want to see you. And the same thing applied to him. One of my good friends, Demetria Lucas, always says, interested men act interested. Interested men act interested. 
So what I knew from that very first date, that very first moment with this guy was that he was interested and so was I. And that was the beginning of everything. And I can't wait to talk to you more about what that everything is. And I also can't wait for you to meet him. More on that next. Another great chat. I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.